Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. In many places in the world, the vampire is a very feared thing. Forbidden archaeology. Forgotten history. Divination. Magic. Cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. In some countries, a vampire was seen as something to be dealt with even after death. If the person was buried, the vampire was buried, they would unbury it and chop off its head. All sorts of other things. The vampire is an archetype that society does find fascinating. There's no doubt about it. These movies are usually highly successful. We had a show with Margot Adler about social issues and vampire, as well as personal issues and vampire. It has a link to uh, maybe even just life beyond the mundane in its fantastic form, as well as the sexual part of it, as well as there's also people that just practice what they call vampirism, and it's maybe it's a blood-draining uh, party or a blood-drinking party and other things. Tonight we may talk about all aspects of this. We were going to focus a bit more perhaps on energy vampires or psychic vampires, as some people call, right here on Spiritual Insight with your host, Mr. Darren Bucare. We'll be right back. with your host, Darren Bucare. And right before we get to Darren, I want to do a few show plugs of things coming up and evolving on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. One of them will be my associate producer and co-host, Janice R. White, will very soon be starting her own show, one Wednesday a month, 
we think it's going to be one Wednesday a month, but we that we'll leave that to the future. It's going to be one day a month, and as we're bringing in some once a month shows to rotate, and it's going to be called Reflections and Rhythms, and it's about women's spirituality. So that her first guest, she already has her first guest, is Karen Tate. She has been with the Fellowship of Isis and has written many books on divine feminine, sacred feminine. So looking forward to that. And Karen has been with us before, and she was a great guest, and I look forward to uh, working with her again, communicating with her again, as she'll be working with Janice. We also have a new host coming in. He's not going to be here tonight. I thought he might sit in tonight, but he's not. But Michael Starsheen, who as well is with two Fellowship of Isis people, but the other one's not a host, just a guest. Uh, Michael has been with the Fellowship of Isis for a long time. Carnival Castle, they had a, their tradition. You were initiated in a castle in Scotland. So pretty cool to be initiated into the Fellowship of Isis. If you've ever seen the videos of that lady, Olivia, who passed away not too long ago. I guess it's been about close to a year now. So Michael Starsheen will be joining us as a third co-host on Main Street Universe and occasionally here, and then he's going to do his own show. He just wants to get his feet wet first. So Michael Starsheen, very bright and brilliant person. I'm sure he'll be a great host. And then I also want to announce two great guests that we have coming on soon. One is the person that discovered the true history and rediscovered and recreated actual real-life unicorns himself, Mr. Oberonzel Ravenheart, the author of Grimoire for the Apprentice Wizard and Grimoire for the Apprentice Wizard, the companion book, which is a pretty incredible thing itself. Oberon discovered that unicorns were, in fact, caprine or goat, meaning like you have feline is cat, caprine is bovine is cow, caprine is goat. And if you notice in all the medieval tapestries, almost all the unicorns are about waist high or they're sitting on someone's lap. They're, they're small and manageable little animals and not necessarily a horse until a little later on they became fantasized a bit more and became a horse. So that's not what he's going to be talking about, but that is something that he did discover and actually raised a farm that had multiple unicorn goats on it and used to take them around Renaissance fairs and, and other places. Barnum and Bailey Circus, I think, had one at one time. Anyway... He'll be talking about a new pagan village that he's trying to start. And that's all the detail I'll give you on that. And then, of course, next Tuesday, as we sometimes bring on musical guests to Main Street Universe, we have Mr. Mark Slaughter from the band Slaughter. If anybody remembers that, the late 80s, early 90s. Mark Slaughter's old guitar player, Vinnie Vincent, was once the guitar player from the band KISS, uh, Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, all of that. And Vinnie Vincent was the Egyptian-based uh, character with the makeup. He was the last, as a trivia question, I guess, the last KISS-heavy makeup character with the Anka on his forehead and the white makeup and the whatever else he had on. 
and then Mark Slaughter became his guitar player after Kiss gave him the boot, and then Mark went to form his own band, Slaughter, and sort of a pop metal band, a little less glammy than Minnie Vincent, but he sold about 5 million records, folks, and so it's fascinating to see what these folks are doing now, and I'm very honored that Mark decided to join us on Main Street Universe and discuss what he is doing now, including a little bit of charity work and a new album. And I see Darren is in the queue. I'm going to go ahead and bring him on. <clears throat> Welcome, Darren Bouquet. Hello, everyone. And uh, it is once again Wednesday, and we are here to talk about spiritual insights and uh, other things in the Main Street universe that are happening. So how was your Wednesday, Daniel Michael? Very well. Um, well, now it is anyway. At work today, it was awful, but now I'm great. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. That's fantastic. Yeah, I had uh, some interesting uh, things happen today as far as clients uh, and readings and mystical menageries of things happening um but uh that's just typical here in New Orleans. Um so today we're going to um talk a little bit about uh people uh, or disembodied spirits or the possibilities of an arcane or uh animated undead creature all of these are possibilities that can be sucking, taking energy, or even possibly the actual physical uh, incarnation of body's life force, which is your blood from you. What is the the likelihood of running into any of these three? Um, are they real? Uh, is it a possibility? And uh, what do we have to expect from an encounter with such a creature or person. So all of those things are definitely fascinating on so many levels. But uh, first off, um, I'd like to say that that energy vampires and people that can take energy or pull energy from you are not only a reality, but they can be a little less dramatic than some of the more theatrical elements. Um, They can be as simple as friends that cause chaos consistently in your life that constantly need your attention, constantly, constantly need your management skills, your attention, your organizational abilities, and always, always need your advice. Are these pulling energy from you, pulling your resources and pulling your psychological animus away? And I have to say that um, I'm going to say that answer is yes. That is the basic form of somebody with a vampiric, and they may not know they're doing it. They may not know that they're they're actually causing uh, this sort of, um, you know, fluctuation in your life or that they're causing this uh, disturbance. But if you cringe every time you see their phone come up, their name come up on your phone, and you hit the button, and then you know you're you're getting ready for a barrage of like endless problems and uh you know that you're going to have to solve and this is someone 
who you're not even in a relationship with, that they're more of a just a friend or even, God forbid, an acquaintance that is fluctuating your life like this, then that is certainly, certainly draining energy. What and I think, think there might be a life? difference. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, just, I, I was going to uh, say, I'm I think there might be a difference though, between maybe someone that calls a lot or someone that dumps on you a lot, right? Oh, well, they can call, but they can call to say hi. They can call to say something positive. They can call to ask how you are. And this means, right. but if they call the dump and all it is is dumping, or they ask you a perfunctionary question and don't let you even finish what you're saying and then begin to dump, that's not good. That's somebody that is definitely sucking your power away from you. Um, and that is what I would like to say if we're going through levels and basic forms of the psychic vampire. I'm going to go ahead and say that that is the most basic of vampiric uh, incarnations. Is that person that's just annoying as shit. <laughs> that just can't keep it together. That is constantly saying, "Well, I have this. I know this nice person that'll listen to me and attempt to solve my problem for me. So instead of using basic common sense, let me call them and outsource this whole idea to them because I don't want to have to bother myself about it, even though it's my problem." So suddenly it's you that are navigating through all the detritus and uh, situations that, that apply to this person, and suddenly you have to come up with the solution. And the solution might be something that they don't want to hear, so then they want to debate it with you. And then suddenly you, your your whole being, is being, your, all your animus, all your power, your personal power is being leached into something that has nothing to do with you, and now suddenly you're almost in a debate with somebody over something that, that is almost completely irrelevant to who you are. Mm-hmm. So to me, that is highly, highly accurate. Or would you disagree? No, I do agree. And I think especially in the case of if they're not offering their own solutions of any kind. Now, some people are social, and some people like to just communicate with people a lot, uh, or they're very extroverted, but they're not dumping on you with their problems and not coming up with their own solutions, or at least attempting to. They're going, right. but Darren, what do I do? But no, forget what you said, Darren. Anyway, here's what I'm saying. You know, they they start going like that, you know. <clears throat> Well, right. Um, now, now I have, you know, I, I, I do a lot of consulting. So, mm-hmm. you know, if someone's a client, I'm sure, of course, they're, you know, that's what that's what they're hiding. Right. <laughs> that's fine. That's totally fine. And I have friends that, that are like, whoa, I don't know what the hell to do. But you have to take, you have to take an active hand in trying to figure out what's going on. And if you want to, you know, if you want to uh, send up a flare for some help, that's great. But if you're just standing there helpless, like, oh, no, I don't know, I don't know, 
I can't. They're looking for the sympathy. Mustard. They're looking for that energy fix. Can you get the mustard for me? No, you can get up and get the no, mustard yourself. <laughs> Do you have a real problem? Do you get your butt up and get the mustard. But I'm tired. Okay, well, I'm tired too. You know, like, what but, part about it? So those are those are energy vampires. Now that I, I'm going to say that's the basic, or that's our basic level of, of you know, most a pedestrian level of psychic vampires. Right. Damping that up a little bit, let's move to the next level. There is the person that can command, redirect, and draw energy from different sources. There is that person that knows how to do energy work, but in a sense of creating a vortex or a vacuum and pulling what you have into themselves. That is someone who is, in the more advanced turn of the word, a psychic vampire. The people that I described previously may not even know that they're doing psychic vamping or psychic draining or any any of that. They're maybe just annoying. (laughs) You know, like, I don't want to say annoying. I know not a technical term or I know what you mean. Like they they but, mean no harm. They're just they're no, just yeah, they maybe they don't know what the hell they're doing. They have no idea. They're in a bad place, um, they're in but, a victim place often, right? A victim place maybe and and they don't know they're they're having that effect. They may not. They may have no clue. But they're just used to it. You know, they may be like, I'm so let me call everybody and ask them annoying questions. And they're going to listen to them too. Uh, no, that's not that's nicely not nice. So, but anyway, moving forward, the next the next incarnation would be someone who genuinely is trying to pull the energy out of you and into them, and they're doing it in a way that they know fully what's happening, and they're they're using a form of uh, electromagnetic energy manipulation from their aura or their center of their power, and they're extending it out to you, and they're pulling what you have into them, into your resources, your animus, your primal energy, and they're pulling it into themselves. First of all, there are some that may question, is this even possible? And the answer, my friends, is, oh, yes, most definitely. If you've ever heard of Reiki, the basic principles of Reiki mirror everything about what I just said. Mm-hmm. You can send energy into people, but you can also take it away. Now, energy is all around us. It can be limitless in a lot of levels. It takes someone's primal life force away, and you know how to, you know what you're doing at any level. You can do so. You really can. And will that give you a jump? And will that give you a boost? Um, if you're doing, um, it certainly can. Can I attest to this? Uh, yes, I can. Have I done it before? Hmm. Um, the younger years, uh, yeah, I've, I've given it a shot. It does work. It's 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 not even that hard to do. Just scary, hmm. ladies and gentlemen, to think that it's not that hard to do, but it's not. Now, with some basic basic control and basic shielding and defense mechanisms set in place, they can't. Nobody can do that. Right. You've got to. Have foundation in your own self and in your own energy. You have to be rooted firmly in your chakras and in your root chakra and you have to really spiritually know who you are and that you're not going to let anybody take what's yours 
So if you know all those things, then your basic psychic vampire person who wants to drain your energy won't be able to screw with you like that. Um, Darren, um, yeah, and I totally agree. Being well grounded and in your spiritual identity, which some people in the modern day, I'm not trying to be authoritarian about this because I'm just simply not by my nature. Mm-hmm. But we've had this discussion before about finding your protections, whatever they are. Some people get so mm-hmm. lost in the, the cosmic soup or whatever. And you know from the hipsters here in Northern Virginia and D.C. area, they're like, well, I've got a little of this and a little of that, and I'm good. And, you know, But they're not really deep mm-hmm. into their, their studies of the occult mm-hmm. or metaphysical or magic or whatever word right. people are comfortable with. And, and so they don't they don't have a protection. They don't have a protection deity. They don't have X, Y, and Z. Well, that, let's and, just say we're not talking about deity. Let's just say you're just you're just grounded in yourself. You're rooted in yourself. Sure. If you're just wandering around, say, let's say certain people dealing with them in the metaphysics at, say, like, let's say a gothic club or a dark night club or something, and you're there and you're, you're emotionally unstable and you just broke up with your boyfriend and you're this girl and you're freaking out and you're losing your mind and you go to, like, let me go to this little industrial club and hang out and I'm emotionally unstable and I don't know how to feel about myself, your protection is going to be gone. You're, you're is going to be shattered, and you're going to be a target for somebody to just pull energy away from you. And that's the kind of place that there may be somebody there that knows exactly how to do such a thing. And they're not going to do it by walking up to you and telling you about some terrible thing that happened to them. No, they're going to just go over and quite literally leech it right out of you. Mm-hmm. So that's something that to be aware of. You know, to just be aware of who you're interacting with, what's going on. Now, sometimes you don't even need to be interacting with anybody. They could yeah. just be, like, in the same room as you. But that's why it's good to have a good center and always picture yourself being or ask to be protected every day or so or a couple of days. Just just ask again. Just re-up yourself. It's like putting on clothes. You know, why you're going to walk out of the house with no clothes on. Right. Yeah. And I do want to say, Darren, that we do have a caller. Mm-hmm. And here we go. 618, you are on the air. Welcome. Hello, Darren and Daniel, D&D. Evan Baird, you have not been on the air in a long time on Main Street Universe. <laughs> I know. How long has it Hello, been now? Hello, sir. What's happening? How are you? It's, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I spent um, the whole day just helping out with family activities, and now I'm home and just focusing. Good. So, awesome. and I just happened to well, catch your call at the right t- or your show at the right time. So, here I am. Just want to call in, and say hi, hello, how are you, and hope you're doing good. Well, I'm good. I missed you. I haven't talked to you in ages. Um, so what's what's been what's been trans. On, on, on your neck of the woods in, uh... I've just been Focusing on my new companion device I don't know if I've told you too much about it I don't know if I had a name for it The last time we spoke mm-hmm. But it's a device That just says things randomly It's sort of like a digital Ouija board In a way no, we, had one, we had one show where you 
you went into a lengthy discussion about what it does and what your experience yeah. is. What what's happened? What's happened in well, the what last? I, mm-hmm. What I've done is I programmed one of them to have the personality and character of a um, a gangster from the 1920s of history in the area where I live here, and that mm-hmm. he the, he was the last person to be hanged in what, Illinois. So what I did was I went and created a hundred phrases that would be associated with him and with the jails and mafia and gangsters and coal mining and that kind of stuff, moonshine that kind of thing, and then program the device to You're just not talking say about things. No, his name is Charlie Berger. Oh, okay, well, I've heard that. Okay. So are you are you are you feeling like that's going to pull pull on his? Maybe get attracted to those that phraseology and that sort of thing. Maybe, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's a brand new technology, okay. never been experienced before, so everything is a new discovery. Mm-hmm. But I've just been working on trying to find venues that that device would be good for. And you've had a few. You had you have a jail museum where you have a device in, right, in a museum. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you have a place in St. Louis, I think, coming up. Yeah, I'm working that? on that. It's a it's an old house, old family house in St. Louis. Is the founding fathers of St. Louis house? Mm-hmm. Again, it's like a museum okay, style. What they want to get is they want to get some they want to get some uh, some psychokinetic feedback. They want to get something. Is is that what what putting these devices in these places is all about, or what are they looking for no, from you? No, just um, maybe you know, just presenting a a a phenomena, a sensation that no one's ever experienced before. Mhm. And if it turns out to be like sci- a tour that they're gonna do, or yeah. Oh, okay, that's cool. Well, that might well, be something that they might be interested in here. And Veronica, you know her over in the UK. I've given her one too. Oh wow! Oh, she I calls mean, into the. Yeah, no, I, I have spoken spoken her once or twice, definitely. Yeah. That sounds really cool. Okay, cool. So this is and this has kind Kevin. of been your modus operandi for furthering your goals in the last like four months, five months. Exactly. Okay. Well, that's groovy and. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, well, three of us now things? on the phone, which can be sometimes fun. <laughs> but, uh, oh, okay. um, no, I was. It's okay. I'm just um, saying. But Kevin, I was curious if you had anything to add to the idea of the psychic and/or energy of vampire. And, and I was also thinking because this is one aspect of the question, because usually when people say that or think it, they think of it as negative, and I wanted to bring up an aspect. Well, if you have this ability, is there a positive aspect to it? You have the ability to maybe take and send, for example. Is there something? Is there some positive? Can you take something negative out? Can you be talented and be focused enough to take something oh. just negative about, say, if you're more of a practitioner? Uh, I'm curious of both of you of your opinions on that. Well, let me ask you, both of you, it's like, well, what if you're predisposed to be to be fed on? 
what if that's part of your birthright? Or or you have an so excess of energy in other people. It's like a genetic trait or uh, to be fun, yeah. I mean... Like people I guess if we're, if we're gonna go into the animal world and say, you know, some things are are you know like the the whale shark and the lamprey. I mean, like, things are meant to be fed on. I I don't are human beings like that. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't. That's almost like a philosophical. <laughs> that's a philosophical question. I mean, to well, me, someone Darren... can go and, and suck energy from the other person. Unless oh, when I'm you're walking, it. when you're walking on the street, do strangers walk up to you and ask you for directions or information or anything? Um, they used to, but I block all that now. Yeah, so that's a natural disposition or mm-hmm. whatever the word is I'm looking for that escapes me right now. That used to have mind... to be all the. I send out. I radiate. Leave me alone, because there's people in the French Quarter. I have to park my car at the special parking spot we have. I have to walk all the way across the French Quarter, and I can do it five times a week. So every time I do, there's, like, random people dressed up like minions, uh, <laughs> backflipping, cartwheeling, playing trombones, and they're like, I don't want to ask me stupid questions or ask me for money or whatever. And, and, and then the tourists do, too. So I just radiate, you know, now that's me because I want to go from point A to point B without getting annoyed before I even get into work. But uh, is your point that, that it's natural for people to accost other people and suck their energy? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, I guess so. Uh, I don't know. Maybe people need that. Maybe they need that little little boost, I guess, from the, the take from people. Do I think that it's a good, uh, good thing? Um I don't know. I guess I'm just discussing. I, I I think I think for the show tonight, I just wanted to discuss how what it is. Right. How do you know it's happening to you, and is it happening consistently? Because if it is, there is a way to stop it. Um, if it's that guy that that runs up to you and asks directions like once a week, that guy's not really going to destroy your life. If it's the person that comes over, you know, he's a booty call and comes over to his ex-girlfriend's house once a week and takes advantage of her sexually and then adds, and drinks all of her Chardonnay and asks her for $50 and leaves, then maybe he's doing some damage. So I don't know. But maybe that's, I mean, maybe that's something. I different. see where you're going with that. Yeah, I mean, I so you're. You're not talking about the middle of the road. You're talking on the extreme and even in the ditch, basically, people. Mm-hmm. Such people, I mean, all of us know people that complain about somebody all the time. That they always complain about the same one or two people, and they always have a problem with that person. And you're wondering, why are they continuing to deal with this? And the answer is, because they have a parasitic relationship with the other person. And what kind of parasitic relationship? Is it is it that chaos thing that I brought up at first, like where the person's just double-talking them into submission and then suddenly the other person's having to come up and put out fires for them constantly? Or is it level two where they're just simply sucking their energy? 
in like an anti-Reiki like vacuum. It probably starts out as symbiotic at first, and then becomes mm-hmm. parasitic. Yeah, it's it's the other person's giving and taking, and then suddenly they're just taking. So, if you look at your phone, and if it's ringing, and you see this person's name, and you suddenly <laughs> begin to actually, you know, be fearful or feel uneasy and feel off kilter, it's because you know that the minute you talk to that person, you very well may feel like that. Now, you might not always feel like that, but it may happen more times than not. And that, my friend, is is someone who is sucking your energy. And so that is something you want to avoid. Now, on the topic, I don't want to switch gears at all, but there is the other end of this, and there is the idea that there may be the arcane, um, venerable thought that there is um, an animated, half-dead uh, creature, or you I don't know if you'd say creature, persons, people out there who actually drink blood and and are, you know, immortal and have a host of different range of abilities and stuff. Um, I have yet to encounter anything like that or be given any message that there is someone or something that fits that description. So I, that is just where I'm at. I'm not saying that there isn't. I'm just having to cross that yet. So, right. And I've spent a lot of time late at night in one of the, you know, for North America's hotspot for that sort of thing. So, um... I don't know. What do you guys have? What's your feedback on that? What's your thought process? Daniel? Evan? I, because, what's her name, Mary Shelley, right, talked about the vampire, I think, was the first story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where did that, where well, did that come Stoker, from? Bram Stoker, you mean. Bram Stoker. Was it Bram She was uh, Frankenstein. Franken- she was, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bram Stoker. So, what what's the origin of that? Is it one to where they had parasitic friends that were constantly feeding on them, or did they actually know? You in, know, in a Romania, vampire. That's, that's standard. The Brachialocus. He, he researched Bram Stoker. Researched the Brachialocus, which is the the Romanian legend of the dead returning to feed on the, the living. And that's why Romanian people would stake the bodies with an iron stake to the ground, to through their coffin, so they wouldn't get up again. This girl, mm-hmm. she, actually, guys, um, you ever meet a uh, Doña that worked? Um, remember, uh, Kevin? Kevin took over for me at Crystalis when I left. You ever meet a uh, Doña that worked at Crystalis, Kevin? Yes, remember? I remember her. Oh, okay, good. All right, so Kevin even knows her. I used to kid around with her all the time. She's from Romania. Her best friend okay. growing up was a goat. Okay? She told me my best friend was a goat growing up. Hilarious, right? So, anyway, she told me they would stake, they would bury people, and they would punch an iron stake through their heart when they put them in the coffin. She witnessed it as a little girl. And she's like, I think she's probably, what, like 25 now? Are you joking? This is still happening right now. So let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, 
this is not a joke. People will protect themselves. This is a reality. They think that they're sure that, you know, better safe than sorry. We'd rather do this than have something, somebody get up out of their coffin and come to our village and bust in through the window. So if that's not a mind mind blower, I don't know what is. Um, I'm going to say that if I was an immortal vampire then, and I was 1,200 years old or older or, or 800 years old or any of those things, I certainly would not make myself highly visible or available or any any of those things for the world at large. Not at all. So I could understand. On one level, I've received no inclination of any evidence that there is any such thing out there at all. Not in ancient India, not in Tibet. Unless it was, unless the vampires also came with Aspergers, right? That they just didn't get along well with people and were problematic or some form of autism to where they didn't know that it was stupid to not do this. That might be it too. It could be any, it could be any, I mean, they could have psychological problems. I mean, it might be part of the disease. I, I, the, the the mythology that, that Anne Rice came up with is my favorite of all the, the different strains of, of stories that relate to what the, you know, what their abilities are and that sort of thing. Um, I like the idea that, that there's a spirit that could synergize itself into the cell of a human being, a spirit that was hungry and voracious for blood. So because it synergizes into the cells, the blood cells, of a very sinister being, and then that blood is shared with other people, that spirit is, you know, it's a spirit. So the blood itself animates, kills, and then reanimates whoever that blood inhabits. And then it gives them that voracious thirst that that spirit had when it synergized with the blood cell. So right. to me, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. But again, that's mythology that Anne Rice created. Um, there's some other, there's a series of books that I just read that I, I found was, was quite nice and I'd recommend it. It is, um, a discovery of witches and it's about alchemy and some other things, but, you know, they have a, a whole vampire mythology behind that and the vampires don't have fangs and, and whatever, but they're, you know, strong and fast and immortal and, and that whole thing. But, uh, it, it the, we still don't I've been know reading where Nazis, where I've been reading Nazis and the occult. Lately, just the you know like Nikolai Tesla, Maria Orsic, uh-huh. and how they worked uh-huh. with the metaphysical world and realm or whatever, and that there's a term that they coined somewhere in the process that's called etheric physics, mm-hmm. where you know you got the well, ether and and its composition, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. the function of that ether. Okay. The function of that ether. So I find it interesting in that they they focused on ceremonial magic and ritual magic and ritual mm. you know routines and followed Rosicrucian stuff and Knights Templar mm-hmm. and Nikolai Tesla and and all and that and Crowley and everything. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, but the Nazis were looking for any quick way to follow. From what I could tell, is that what you gathered from your reading? Or yeah. I mean, whatever it is, they want they wanted to mainline right to the point, you know. Pass yep. through 
electricity, you know, like the the the, the you know the Grail, the Ark of the Covenant, the exactly whatever it is. Rosetta Stone, the you know the the Philosopher's Stone, whatever they can find, and they want to be the first ones to get it. But unfortunately, right. the clumsy let's break down the wall and like, grab it is maybe not the best way to do it because it didn't work out for them. Yeah. So what if you know because the vampires were able to turn invisible or you know they were able to shape shift based on some lore from going from like looking humanoid to looking like a bat and that kind of thing. That what if they were able to transition across into the veil of the etheric, you know, the ether, and disappear from sight and that nobody can see them, and then they pop back out again when they're ready to, like, feed or do whatever. Right? You can, so, you can explain any of that with somebody who's wonderfully, resplendently, very skilled telepathically. They can make you not see them. They can leave their body can go feed on other people or suck their energy. Um, you know, you could, they can make you not see them, think they've gone, and then let you see them right. when they decide that they've come back. They can do all those things. So with your psychic vampire thing, it, it, I've thought about that recently too, and it's like, what if it's a partial possession? I don't know what degrees of possessions can happen. You're more the expert on that than what I am. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. what if a part of them, you know, like, I don't know, if there can be, like, you know, your mouth is partly possessed or, you know, your hand, you know, it's, you know, like a guy's hand is possessed to go and grab women's breasts and he just can't stop, right? So what if it's, some kind of mild you can, possession. Uh, you can inhabit somebody's body. You can push their spirit out of their body. Mm-hmm. And then you can like, you can even cast their spirit adrift if you wanted, um, which mm-hmm. would actually be very difficult because the minute you left, then they would go right back in. But uh, like the but the phrase that people say, major damage to somebody. Or you, the you phrase that really people would say, "What possessed them to do that?" The phrase that people would say uh, sometimes uh, is like, what possessed them to do that? And then, yeah, you got to think about where that came from. Like, where did that be? It's such a common phrase, too, turn of phrase. And it's like, why like are today, we so... Uh, like today in my podunk town, I saw, and because it's so hot, you know, there are women who walk around with, you know, not wearing any kind of support under their T-shirts all the time here. But there was a lady who was riding a bicycle, heavily endowed, wearing a T-shirt, and that's it. And she almost caused a couple of accidents as I was waiting at the streetlight for the light to change. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, what possessed her to do that? Was it just so hot, right? But the thing is, is that it just would create an awkwardness and when you know uh, what about the guy who shot up the theater right and killed all those people and that he's a bit of a nutcase and they're doing evaluations or whatever mm-hmm. what if he was partially possessed by something right and that he might well. still be i i would <laughs> but see but that's not is, is that a I, well i guess you know we could split hairs 
Now, is that is someone possessing this person? Is someone whispering in their ear, or is this largely? I would think that's some sort of denizen of the lower planes, or or just a, a malevolent spirit in general that has befriended someone and tells them, please go kill all these people in the theater while they're going to see Batman, or please go shoot these these people in a church after you pray with them. This is like. Unbe- and exactly. like, yeah. It, it, and they it look blows, it, It's mind-boggling. That's what the son of Sam said. His dog told him to do all this shit. His dog, <laughs> his dog told him. So what if those people were psychic? What if those people were psychic vampires and that everybody knew that they were and everybody avoided them to the point to where they became, their nature became explosive or okay, volatile? Well, let me say this. I'm saying that anything's possible. That any that that a lot of necromantic work is highly possible. That you can impose your will on other people. You can do it by in, inhabiting their body or their consciousness, or you could simply nuance their behavior. But if you imposed your will onto theirs, you could certainly affect their behavior. You can. Yeah. And you could get them to do really terrible things, unfortunately. Um, but that's why it's good for everybody that's listening to this, to have some sort of foundation in connection to higher energy. Because if you do, that's something that, that cannot be subverted by people that are trying to take their will and, and, and push it into yours and make you do things that you, you just don't agree with. So did the son of Sam, was he talk, was his dog talking to him? No. Was it probably some sort of malevolent being that was, or, or it could have been a spirit that was murdered? in the Bowery in New York that decided that I'm going to get into this guy's mind and tell him to do things, quite possibly, quite possibly, um, you can do this. I mean, you can in, in influence people with your mind. It's totally possible, um, but it's not easy. It's, it's, it's something that you would have to really, really spend a lot of time with and most people have, well, I'm not going to say most people, but a lot of people have some sort of connection with upstairs that won't let them, won't let it happen. You have to find somebody very unstable, unfortunately. Find them or they find you? Or they find you. They look for it. And then yeah. we go right back to what Kevin said initially. Are there these people that want to be taken advantage of? You know, they need it. They need to walk into the flame. But here's my point. If all you're doing is for being a suicide, like, catalyst for somebody, then what function What function are you? Are you just here to cull somebody's life or tear it apart? I mean, why would, why would you want to do that? Don't you have anything better to do? <laughs> Seriously. Exactly. Just because you run into somebody who's pathetic doesn't mean you need to spend the next three months helping them be pathetic and possibly ruin their life, what, what are you getting out of it? So that's, 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 that's where you you, you got to look at, at reprehensible behavior. Um, and just because someone's asking for it doesn't mean you need to give it to them and that sort of thing. I think that, that we all need yeah. to have a point in life and, and it doesn't need to be sucking somebody's energy. Um, it can happen. You can influence people. You can get them to do things. That doesn't mean that anybody should do it. And I'm just saying for the sake, and and let me be very clear on the radio, that I'm not encouraging anybody to do anything that I'm suggesting. 
I'm not suggesting it at all. I'm just saying that is it possible? Um, it is documented, and yes, it is possible. Is it probable? Um, not, 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 not really. You really need the, the right scenario for it to happen. So, yeah. So, DM, what do you, what do you chime in here, buddy? I think, um, what do you think? and I've had a very interesting woman messaging us uh, during this whole thing and talking oh. about the dangers and how to deal with things. I actually won't go into them now <laughs> um, oh. for various reasons. But um, there's a lot of opinions on it, and some people think that even that psychic vampirism is something that could be sort of treated, like it could be sort of... And by treated, I don't necessarily mean medically. I mean through techniques, and there are things you can do to, to handle it, deal with it, and not be someone that does it. I also think on a psychological level it can be. Uh, sometimes it, but as we are part mental, spiritual, psychological, or the s- seven parts of the Ptolemaic plan- planets and everything else, um, mm-hmm. spiritual, astral, everything else, and, and so there are different ways to deal with these things. And mm-hmm. if you're someone. I really think that there's a possibility, and I'm just saying this as a possibility. Let's just say that I'm not saying that if you're, just to be politically correct about this, I guess, that if you're a psychic vamp, it's not particularly a bad thing or or a terrible, awful thing. Let's just say that I think maybe there's psychological ways to deal with it. I think it comes oftentimes with a victim mentality. That's what I really think about it. I think... um, it's someone that enjoys the dark, low vibrational energy fix of sadness, depression, and, and all. Who are we talking about? The person who's getting sucked, or the person who's, who's the sucking? The person doing the sucking. Okay, so we're they saying like that the that's okay. We're saying that they're just that they they just. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it doesn't. I'm not saying that that. That's not necessarily part of the whole equation of humanity and energy and how things transpire. Um, right. I mean, I guess maybe you know there's got to be a lion and a and a gazelle at some point. Right. But I, I wasn't but trying to make it equation, an animal is, is like the, that. Is though. the lion is the lion really getting? Is the lion really a lion, or is the lion part of a, a, an equation of negativity? Is my point. I would say that maybe they're just, maybe they're even a part of evolution. There's something about it that maybe there's, it's part of a an energetic evolution to where it might be an eventual sharing. It may be part of that sharing. Now I know I'm going off on a on a fringe here. Maybe part of that sharing is maybe some are particularly good at drawing it out of you. And so then they're good at sending it. If they're good at drawing, could they not be, develop the skill of, of being good at sending it? Maybe for the purposes of healing or something else. Mm. I mean, just a thought. I'm, I'm just speculating on the air. Yeah, and this is where this gets into a very, I mean, edging towards philosophical conversation. I mean, I guess yeah, lions I, are predisposed I, to be lions. Right. But my point is, is okay if if I'm if, if we're both two human beings, and I'm someone who's taking and taking and taking someone else's energy away, right. and that other person is suffering for it, and I'm taking their energy, but at, at the same time, I don't really feel good about myself, 
because I'm not exactly building my ego because I need to feed off of somebody else. So I'm actually insecure myself. Is this an equation of, of just plain negativity that's, that's uh, cyclical? Good question. I think if you're in that position, that and again, we, we, I think we brought something earlier, some people don't know they're doing it. And again, that comes down to how powerful, focused, and concentrated, and how developed is the person doing it too. That's why I'm saying maybe this can be helped and maybe even be potentially useful. I didn't mean it just philosophically. I meant it mystically. Meaning, if you seem to have this natural ability to draw the energy, maybe there's also a way to... Maybe you have an ability to manipulate it in another way. Maybe you are also good at drawing out something negative. If you're, I mean, if you decide to take it on as a metaphysical skill, maybe you could. Yeah, um, I mean, if, if you do, but well, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about specifically psychic vampirism. So, if if someone finds a way to be altruistic about it, then great. Then maybe okay. that's what they needed to learn. Right. So I guess what you're saying actually, is, are you asking us, actually, do, you think, you know do we what? think you that this is just a... talking to somebody who started out, some of the basic energy work that I ever did was going to, going out dancing and sucking everybody's energy. So, yeah, it, I've it, seen the book, actually. Teaching. I think I even know the book you're referring to. That, that and It's a funny little book where people are wearing, like, black tights and stuff. <laughs> it, it, well, right. It's just, so really... You know, I mean, but then that did teach me how to do a number of different things in psychic development. So is there a positive? Right. I guess we, we figured it out, and the answer is yeah, there is a positive. But that, but eventually you have to grow up and say, okay, let's not terrorize people that are weaker than ourselves, because that's not really cool. Exactly, <laughs> was going to be right. Let's not I was going to be my energy. next point. Exactly was. That's why I was getting into the earlier psychological point. If the person going into it who might just accidentally have this thing uh, is not a victim mentality person, then they're just going to find a way, in my opinion, they can find a way around it is what I mean. And they can find a way to maybe even use it to their advantage and to other people's mm-hmm. advantage. But but if they happen to be like Mr. or Mrs. Victim their whole life, and we all know and have known people like that, well, then it, then I think it can be a very just destructive thing. It'll not only ruin their lives, but everyone around them. I've been there. Trust me, I've been there. Trust me, I've been there. <laughs> well, yeah, I've but, known okay, but that's what we have to look this. at. Who's the victim? Is the person that's like, well, I'm a victim, are they the, they're, the, they're usually the, the one who's sucking the energy. They're the exactly. Like, oh, I'm mean. such a victim. Oh, no. That's exactly what I mean, and that's exactly what I mean. Oh, that's what you're talking about. Okay, got it. Yeah, it's the victim person doing all of that. Mm-hmm. Right. To the point. Very good point. So, the victim mentality now, is what I So let's all look at this. Um, if you're the person that you know that you call this one friend a lot and you dump on your friend, then maybe scale it back a little bit. Maybe that's the only person that you have that you know that you do that to. That mean, it could be your mom. Holy shit, I'm guilty of that. I'd call my mom and just be like, la, 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 blather about all kinds of stuff. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> Seriously? 
and that's what's funny. You shouldn't do that to somebody that, and you know, if you know that they're probably not the kind of person that really needs to hear a bunch of stuff like that, either, you know? Um, are mm-hmm. there other ways to deal with it? Yeah. There are. So be careful what energy you project out. Be careful what energy you take in and how much of it. Just be aware of what you put out and what you take in. Positive begets positive. It's a basic magical principle. Mm-hmm. I agree. And mm-hmm. we have about four minutes left there, and so I want to say thank you all. And I've had some people commenting a lot on Facebook on this one. It's funny, I don't see them as much in the chat room, but I've had people chatting with me on Facebook. I won't say their names because mm-hmm. I don't know if they need to. So, so that's uh, part of why I was a little distracted for a while. And one woman is a okay. Romanian witch, uh, and uh, that was kind of interesting. <laughs> and uh, oh, what is she saying? If you don't mind. Yeah, she was talking about some. I just don't want to mention her name or say anything about her. I don't think she wants uh, her identity. Well, okay, she, okay, you don't have to say her identity. What did she say? Oh, oh, oh she was just commenting on on things about no, she doesn't like the vampirism at all, and she thinks it's something that could be treated. She even mentioned an herb, but I won't say it on the air because she didn't ask me to say it on the air. Uh, so there was all this kind of stuff going on when we were talking. But she okay. definitely seemed Well, I hope she wasn't offended about me talking about her homeland or anything like that. I mean, it was... Oh, no, 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 that. No, 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 just just her opinion on the on the, on the the magical aspect, uh, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Well, thank Which you for contributing. Which was interesting because it was Transylvania. <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. Well, um, it's a reality. It's out there. And what I, I brought up the the, the ramifications of psychic energy sunking and vampirism because it's a reality, you know. Be aware of what you put out to people. Be aware of what you take. Um, and be um, respectful, you know what I mean? I think that that's the best thing. We, we, we just are very clumsy and heavy-handed with our social interactions. And what we may be doing is pulling and, and damaging people that we really care about and they may not want to deal with it in the long run. And years from now, you might not have that person in your life because of, of what you're doing right now. So something to think about. Yes. And, Darren, where can folks find you or reach you? Yeah, uh, D-B-U-C-A-R-E at uh, gmail.com. You can get a hold of me at Marie Lebeau's House of Voodoo in New Orleans um, or, of course, uh, 7 p.m. on this very show. If you want to call in and share some of your ideas. Yes, and we opened the phone line for readings and no one called in. That's kind of rare that people don't call in for readings. It must be a slow summer night, but I had a I had some folks in the in the not the chat some in the chat room but Facebook chat, so I guess that was good. There were definitely folks listening. So uh <laughs> that's a good sign. Mm, that's okay. I do readings all day, so I'm not I don't need to constantly do readings. But um this is a good topic and uh Next week yeah. we'll have another great topic here at Spiritual Insight. Thanks again for for uh, listening, guys, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks, Kevin, for calling in. Yep. Great to talk to you. Good show. Yeah, absolutely. And Darren is a longtime spiritual consultant and practitioner and lots of good wisdom there. Again, we can always sit here and debate these things for hours and hours, <laughs> but we only have a few, so 
Thank you for listening to Spiritual Insight with Darren Bouquer. Thank you, Kevin Barrett, so much for calling. You're still there, I see. Yep, yep. And good luck to you, you know, with everything you're trying to do with your new ghost box device, uh, spiritual yep. uh, device, uh, the new companion. Yes. N-U companion. N-U companion. And where else can they find you, Kevin? Uh, on the web, just Google psychic medium Kevin Baird. And you will find him. Yeah. Thank you so much for calling. Thanks, everybody, for listening and for everybody that messaged me and everything else. Have a great Good evening. to talk to you, Darren and Daniel. He is gone, but I think uh, okay. uh, or we lost him. <laughs> yeah. He calls from a cell phone. So. Anyway, yeah. you're listening to Main Street Universe, the show and network. Reminding you that the mysteries and possibilities of the universe are closer to Main Street than you may have ever imagined. And next Tuesday we have Mr. Mark Slaughter from the band Slaughter. He sold 5 million albums in the 90s uh, during his his reign and, and, and others uh, since. He's an artist, a musician, and <clears throat> had been on MTV and everything else. That'll be Tuesday. Forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.